Welcome to Board Never Virtual Summit, brought to you today by the Public Speakers Association. I'm so excited to introduce to you our amazing Mr. Fox Meyer. Fox, why don't you take it from here? Tanya, thank you, thank you, thank you. As always, good afternoon, everybody. Uh, I'm Fox Meyer, and one of the things that I do, other than uh, attend and speak on these summits, is I am a I'm a school teacher, and I have been a high school Spanish teacher for for 14 years now. And speaking along this topic of of, of boredom, you see it in many different forms. I've seen it in many different forms as a teacher. Some of my students are bored because they're they're apathetic. They're almost confrontational, and they're constantly asking, you know, why do I need this? I don't need to do this. I'm not going to be able to apply it later in life. And so it's sort of a refusal to do, to do something else, and that's why they're bored. Uh, some are reluctant to do it because maybe they're scared to present in front of the class and have a little bit of anxiety speaking in front of people or presenting in front of people for fear of, 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 of getting made fun of or bullied and there are just others that don't give a darn at that point in their life about what's happening in class or the content or anything that we're covering so i see it in many forms now as a guy a dude a guy a man i have cerebral palsy so i have a little bit of a hitch in my get along and i did some research and I read through the Center of Disease Control and Prevention that 58.2% of all of us with CP, we walk independently. But I know throughout uh, going through life that we all have our struggles, CP or not. We all fall and we all become bored at times. What I found for me that when I fall into this, I try to reflect on, learn about, and learn again through stories of people who, instead of being bored, push themselves like never before. And I'd like to share a few stories that sort of note that. It's people that go beyond the beyond and do things that most would have never predicted that they would do. Let's start off with Mr. Isaiah Bird. Isaiah is a teenager now, and he's living in Long Beach, New York. He's faced a series of challenges in his life. And one of the many challenges he faces, it will never, ever go away. He wakes up, and it's there, or in his case, not there every single day. He has no legs. And, you know, off of the, all of the variety of things you could choose from in life, he's chosen to pursue something that will be very challenging for anyone. Anyone. And it's wrestling. And he has become a very accomplished wrestler in his young life. And he's destined to do great things on the mat and beyond. He even says that having no legs 
as a wrestler gives him a distinct advantage. And that is, it's harder to bring him down. What a great mindset. There's the story of Diane Van Deren. As a young person, she was a five-star athlete. And she pushed her body to, to limits that most would never even think of doing. Her toughest test came at age 28 when she began suffering from a series of epileptic seizures. I don't know about you, but, but me, I would be challenged um, to, to not sit down and be bored after all of, of that happening. But no, she pushed herself like never before after these, these seizures and has accomplished athletic feats that she didn't accomplish when, when she was fully healthy. One was, or is, the 1,000, I'll say it again, 1,000-mile mountains-to-sea run. And she arrived in North Carolina along the Atlantic Ocean running the race in a time of 22 days, I said it, 22 days, 3 hours, and 50 minutes. People, that's an average of 45 miles a day. It's, it's nearly two marathons a day of being on her feet. And, and, the, and the funny thing about all of this, these seizures, okay, while it didn't hamper her physical abilities, they, they hampered her ability to track time. So what she did was she turned one of her greatest weaknesses into her greatest strengths. Amazing. The story of Diane Van Deren. A reason to never be bored. There's a story of Dewey Bozella. Dewey was jailed for 32 years for a crime he didn't commit. Now, yeah, he's behind bars. There's a bed there. Hard, hard to get off. But that's exactly what he did. He, he deprecated all of his negative thoughts in prison and replaced them with peace, calm assurance, and a relentless work ethic, and just said to himself, I'm going to live my life. It was in prison that he studied. It was in prison that he obtained a college degree. It was in prison where he got married and where he wrote thousands of letters proclaiming his innocence. What's more, while, while incarcerated, Dewey pursued his biggest passion. Boxing was my peace, he said. We'll get to that in a minute. But then on a rainy day in 2009, a judge in a courthouse in New York dismissed Mr. Bozella's case in the interest of justice. And when asked about the, the cop's handling of the case, Dewey simply said, I'm going to let it go because if I don't, I'm never going to get to where I want to go. I think he teaches us a great lesson and it rids us ourselves are one of the reasons I think we become bored so much. We, we, we don't forgive people for the things they've done to us. 
And to me, forgiveness is not saying, you know, what someone did to you is okay. What you're saying is, I don't want to be in emotional prison with you anymore. It's the, it's the very seed to me that will that will get you up off the couch or wherever you are and get you moving. It, it's the seed that gets you out of boredom. And to continue his story a little bit, Mr. Belzilla fought his first professional boxing fight at the age of 51. That's, a, that's just saying, you know what? When you think it's too late, it may not be. Amazing story. There's Will Burton of Fairdale, Kentucky. Dan Gable, a world-class wrestler. Some of you may know who he is. He lost one match during his entire wrestling career. And to quote him, once quoted as saying, once you have wrestled, everything else in life seems easy. Unless, he said, you are Will Burton of Fairdale, Kentucky. And here's a little bit of, of Will's story. So, like me, he has cerebral palsy. And he is non-ambulatory. He grew up a fierce competitor and always wanted to compete in sports at the athletic level. So as a freshman in high school, he joins his school wrestling team. And for years, he worked and worked and worked with the team through every practice, through summer workouts, in his matches. And Will won the second-to-last match of his high school career. Time, elbow grease, and pride, and someone just seeking and relentlessly working for the euphoria that comes with winning in an athletic event. There's Terry Fox from Canada, who, at 18 years old, like Will, a fierce competitor, loved to compete, loved to play sports. He contracts cancer at 18 years old. Now, if that doesn't put you on your butt, I don't know what does. And through his treatment, Terry meets so many kids with worse, worse fates than him at the time. And, and Terry had to have one of his legs amputated up above the knee. So what, what Terry did was not so much for himself, but what he did was in honor, thinking of trying to help those with worse fates than he had, like I said. He resolved to run across Canada to raise money for cancer research. And run he did. If you don't know his story, he ran 3,339 miles across Canada, essentially on one leg. And the organization that bears Terry's name to this day has raised millions, millions of dollars for cancer research. And with every penny raised, Terry's dream of a cancer-free world is getting closer to becoming realized. There's a story of fellow PSA member Drew Hunthausen. He's a healthy 11-year-old boy one day, and the next, he's blind, he's hearing impaired, and he doesn't know what to do. What does he do? 
instead of sitting on his butt, he gets up and takes his story, as he says, to the scariest place on earth, the stage. And nowadays, the no excuses blind guy uses, as he says, attitude and gratitude to help others realize their dreams and break through their barriers. There's a story of Walker. And Walker was a kid with partial CP, and he played on his school's lacrosse team in the state of New York. And he compensated, like his coach Ross Griswold said, for what he didn't know how to do with a relentless drive. And not only that, he took typing courses, but he had very little use of one hand. What did he do? He found a one-handed typing program and became the absolute best at it. As Ross Griswold, his coach, told me, he has always impressed me with his complete unwillingness to slow down. There's a story of Chris Finn. And I learned through, uh, his story through fellow PSA member Lawana Parker talking to her one day. So Chris is a healthy 21-year-old uh, young man one day, and, and the next, he is unable to walk. And the kid loves hockey. He loves hockey. He played it. He wrote about it. He analyzed it. So not being able to play, what did he do? Wallow in self-pity? sit on his butt and become bored, never he resolved to become a coach. And that he did. And since then, he has led his teams twice to world championships. There's a story of Charlotte Brown from Tanya's home state of Texas. She is a tremendous track runner, okay? She has sight only in one eye. And then she says, the sight is very little. It's like, as she says, looking through a coffee stir. That's her right eye. Her left eye, she says, is only for decoration. She's become an unbelievable pole vaulter. She competes at the college level nowadays, and she ran the 400-meter relay in a time of just 62 seconds. And I'm just browsing over her accomplishment. But somebody, again, who refuses to sit down. Unbelievable. There's the story of Holly. And Holly's story, I learned through Facebook. And at 26 years old, Holly contracted a form of malignant cancer. And the day before she passed away, I, I, I read on her Facebook page, and she wrote this. She, she said, I just wish we could stop worrying about the meaningless stresses in life. Just do all you can while you're here, minus all of the BS. So in other words, don't let the meaningless stresses in life, and all of us know what they are looking back, puts you on your butt 
and, and puts you into boredom. Another story I will share is the story of my, my great friend, Stuart Lake. And for 25 years now, or thereabouts, Stuart has been a college baseball coach. And he's experienced many personal and professional tragedies since his time in the game. He has a very close relationship with, a lot, with some of his players who have, who have lost their parents, lost their siblings, lost their loved ones while playing college baseball. And after about 20 years in the game, he really, during a very tough season, he sat back and thought of, you know, we really need to, as a team, hang our hats on something. They're having a tough season at Charleston Southern University, and they, they really needed something to compete with and compete for beyond just wins and losses. So nowadays, Stewart and his teams live with a philosophy of accountable urgency in mind. And what that means is we all have a clock. And we don't know when this thing called life on earth is going to end. So it behooves us to do the very, very best we can every second that we have on earth. So to me, accountable urgency is an exercise in extreme integrity. And it requires constant movement. And if you're fully invested in accountable urgency, I'm fully convinced you can never, ever be bored. So to wrap up, I'll say this. Start the bar high and raise it. Stretch yourself to the limit so much you can't take it. Whatever you're facing, it is in trouble. Anything you do, do it on the double. Ready, set, on your mark. You have got the keys and you are double parked. And ready yourself for the ultimate spectacle. Strap it on and create your own miracles. Be the best human you ever knew. A story all can aspire to. Get off your butt and stop being bored. Push yourself like never before. Like everyone else that I've talked about today, simply do this. Go beyond the beyond. Again, I'm, I'm Fox Fire, and if you'd like to get in touch with me, you can do that through my website. And it is this, foxbuyer.com, F-O-X, like the animal, B-E-Y-E-R.com. On there, shoot me a message off of the homepage, and I would be happy if you'd like to send me a uh, send you sorry a copy of my book of poetry and that that last poem that you heard is is in that book called Beyond the Beyond. If you additionally feel like my words could help your group or organization, I, I would be happy um, to entertain that and be honored and flattered to entertain that. Again, same route right off my website foxbuyer.com, F-O-X, 
B-E-Y-E-R.com. Shoot me a message and we'll be in touch. Tanya, thank you much, so much for this platform, and I'm going to send it right back to you.